Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome back to the Realist Podcast in the dunya for three Muslims. We have your regulars here today. Alhamdulillah, today is going to be a very special episode because we are predominantly doing Q&A. So get started with the questions, inshallah. But how are you guys doing today? Alhamdulillah, bro. How are you? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. 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 What time is Jummah where you guys are at? I think it's 1.30. Yeah. It's one thirty for me, so I gotta be out here in thirty-eight minutes. Mm. We got one in ten minutes. We got one in one hour, and then one in two hours. Oh, this nice. Yeah. Is it still even dohr in two hours? No, bro. In in two hours, it's definitely gonna be asr. But what's weird is we have one after asr. I don't even know if that's valid. Uh, I mean, there is one one madhab that push like they push asr back a little bit. Compared to the other, so maybe it's it's that madhab that the masjid follows, but I don't know. My masjid did the same thing, but it was like way too late. It was like maybe three three to three thirty, something like that. Mm. Yeah, Allahu Alam. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. All right, twenty four viewers. Let's go. We get some questions in soon, but before we do that, yeah, Ali sings. Assalamualaikum, Waalaikumsalam. Waalaikumsalam. You know what, just for this, let me change the... Yeah, I was about to say, like, you can't really see it that well. <laughs> I was going to say it looks really nice, mashallah, honestly. But yeah, so. it, looks, it looks nice, but you can't see it that well. Yeah, it's pretty small. At least on mobile, probably. Yeah, on mobile. That is yeah. much better. Yeah. This. <clears throat> there you go. That's clean. All right, mashallah. Walaikum assalam, rahmatullah. Walaikum assalam. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah good. Good. Walaikum assalam, rahmatullah. Walaikum assalam, rahmatullah. All right, so this is our uh, end of your stream, right? We're not gonna we're not gonna say anything cringy at the end. Like, hey guys, uh, we'll see you next year. You know. <laughs> Belgium. Kashmir. Okay. So two minutes in, twenty-four viewers, smash the like button. We got the first question from Brother Syed. Why y'all always sitting? That's a good question. That is that's tough. That was tough. I mean, what are the benefits that you get from standing up? Just so the viewers can understand you on a deeper level. I mean, bro, it's a simple answer that's answered with a question. Was our body meant to be sitting or was it meant to be moving? I agree. I agree. Wa alaikum salam Man, it's like 6.30 where y'all at. Can't get over the fact that hell is eternal. Um, okay, well, first and foremost, I just want to say that this is a, a moral thing, which means immediately it's subjective because you'll have people that say hell should be eternal, uh, that people, some people just don't deserve heaven no matter how long they wait. Um, 
and you have people that you know are probably a little softer to be completely honest even though i felt this at some point in my life um that's like why would it make sense for them to be punished forever um and if you think about it in many ways it makes sense so first and foremost should someone like hitler ever enter heaven ever even after a billion years because he did a lot like a lot and we're not and like you can't put a price on someone's life like one life was one year or something like that because every life is priceless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says if you kill one person innocent person it's as if you killed all of mankind imagine he well, he killed how many people six, six million that's six million humanities that he killed mm. does he ever deserve to go to jannah come on um and at the same time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the quran that if they were to stay on the earth basically past their deaths forever they would continue and they would never accept allah islam so on and so forth so even if they were to be alive here forever they they do the same thing forever and ever and ever yeah Mm -hmm. i was gonna say too like they have their entire lives you know like you could be doing everything wrong but as long as you are sincere and your repentance to Allah, like Allah knows best. Allah knows exactly what's going on inside your heart. So like we could see someone and we could say like, oh, this person, man, they're, they're such a bad person. But in reality, in their heart, like Allah knows exactly what they're doing and what they're trying to do to be better. And they may be accepting to Jannah just because of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, it, it kind of goes back to, like I know we're not talking about Allah here, we're talking about heaven and hell. But um, I believe it was either Allah that said this or was it the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But it's like, no, it was definitely Allah. Allah says, um, I am what my servant thinks of me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you think Allah is this like this tyrant type entity that's basically punishing everyone and, and bringing them all to hell, there's probably there's probably a reason behind that and you know that's it's something that's that's like rooted deep inside of your psyche as a person you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah yeah 100%. i agree bro we'll watch ali hall's video about why he always stands instead of sits that's yeah. funny that's true man's always standing not that you know, he's, uh, he's the golden standard of i don't know body kinetic he's been he's been sitting lately I noticed that too, but most of his videos, he's standing, eh? In the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And next question from KSL or KSI. I don't know, I can't read that. It's too far. It's really haram to listen to music. Again, we're not scholars. We're not going to give fatwas, but it's unequivocal to me, at least from my research, that it's haram. There's no makru about it. This hadith where the Prophet some said that there will be people of my ummah that, that try to make permissible um, silk, uh, adultery, fornication, and music, and musical instruments, right? Um, saying that, and I saw some that there will be people that try to make it halal or permissible um, means that it's not, right? Kind of like when you look at, um, a lot of people know that, you know, when, you, when women go to do umrah, um, when they're in ihram, women can't cover their face. And people are like, oh, look, that's that's proof that women aren't supposed to cover their face. I would go farther to say that that's proof that women um, have to cover their face, that their face is aura because they have to cover it, because they're not allowed to cover it during that time. 
Like, why is that specifically mentioned? You know what I mean? It's weird, though, because, I mean, music is such a wide category. Hmm. Like, even a nasheed with no instruments is still classified as music. Yeah, yeah. So there are two opinions. One is extremely, extremely minority, as far as I know, and they do say it's makruh or maybe even halal, Allahu alam. But there is one opinion that says it's not haram. Um, whether it's makruh or halal, I don't know, but they say it's not haram, but that's a minority opinion. Majority opinion is that musical instruments are haram, and this does not include the vocals and singing and all of that. It's specifically musical instruments and everything except the Arabic drum, the, the duff, I believe is what it's called. Um, but Fad, were you, were you saying that uh, the naqab like, is fard? Is that what you're saying? So basically, a lot of people uh, say that a woman just wearing hijab is enough. Their face is not aura. And when people talk about um, when you go to Umrah, right, when women are in ihram, um, it's actually, I don't know if you know this, but men and women, we're not allowed to cover our faces. So for women, they can't actually cover their face, right? And a lot of people say, hey, look, that's proof that a woman's face is not aura. I would go as far as to say that a lot of research I've done, it shows that that's proof that it is aura. Because if you think about it, why would there be a specific prohibition for women not to cover their face if they weren't already supposed to cover okay. their face? Yeah. And a I lot of scholars have, there's consensus on it, but Allah knows best. You say this. Yeah, okay. So yeah, I, see, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Um, on this point, I, I think that's also a minor, minority opinion that is far to wear a niqab. It is an opinion, but I believe it's a minority opinion. The wives of the Prophet, like Aisha radiallahu anha, she would show like only one eye. But that's Aisha radiallahu anha. She's the wife of the Prophet. So her standards, uh, I believe, were actually a lot uh, higher than others. And that's why majority opinion is everything except the hands and the face must be covered. Uh, but there is a minority opinion that says naqab is far. Mm-hmm. Guys, one more thing. Like, There's a lot of questions. So if you send a super chat or you remember, guarantee answer. Uh, otherwise, we're just going to try to go through whatever ones we can, inshallah. Okay, next question again for Anha. Bismillah. I was wondering how one can go about restraining themselves from watching PMO uh, as well as committing zina of the hand. Okay, we're going to be real uh, discreet with the terms though. Bismillah. I think I've said this so many times, but it's it's honestly changing your day-to-day habits and your day-to-day routine your lifestyle because yeah the thing in it in and of itself is the issue right but what's more of an issue is the fact that you've developed a lifestyle in which it accommodates that in which you do this or whether it be every day whether it be periodically you do this and, and your lifestyle accommodates that. It, it makes room for it. So if you try to remove it, but you don't change anything else, well, we're creatures of behavior. So if we are functioning off a pattern of behavior, you remove one little piece of this pattern of behavior, your body feels off. Your body is going to feel like, yo, there's something missing and will inevitably lead you back to doing the thing that you removed in order for you to go back to this normal pattern of behavior. It's like, Kind of like how our hormone levels work in terms of homeostasis. So if you want to get rid of this, it's really just changing your entire lifestyle, changing your day-to-day habits, your day-to-day routine, 
and you'll see it's actually a lot easier for you to get rid of the thing mm. that you're trying to get rid of because now instead of your body thinking oh there's something off your body's more so like yo there's so much going on we need to adapt mm. and i mean mm. that's that's how you make the lasting changes to be honest with you mm. okay fast was enough the hand uh when you use your hand to please yourself bro yeah okay mariam asked what do y'all think about celebrating the new year sister mariam good question indeed rami do you have any insight on this Uh, to be honest, I know that there's both opinions that one say it's haram because it's kind of like it's a celebration and it's un-Islamic and since everyone's doing it, it would be haram because it's kind of like a community thing. Others say that it's not community thing, it's a private thing and that means it's halal, you can do what you want and just kind of be grateful for the new year and the previous year and all that, alhamdulillah. Um, I personally, I'm not going to celebrate it uh, because honestly, I just genuinely don't care for it. I think it's an excuse for people to party like every other holiday that exists, especially Christmas. Um, so for that reason, I won't be celebrating personally, but I don't hold an opinion as to haram or halal. I haven't really looked into it. If you're going to celebrate it, you better be celebrating that with a tahajjul prayer the moment it is 12. That's all I got to say. Alhamdulillah. But Ali asks, have you considered studying in Medina Uni or somewhere like that? All the time, bro, all the time. I have, yeah. I have for a bit. Inshallah. Alhamdulillah. Okay, so I actually asked um, a lot of brothers involved in da'wah this question and they said get yourself financially set He actually does look like Kratos, mashallah. <laughs> That's actually very true. It's final. But um, <clears throat> back to the question quickly. Um, yeah, so they said get yourself financially set. So even if it means that you study, like whatever you're going to study, kinesiology or whatever, you're going to study for four years or however long it takes, do that. And then once you're done uh, and you're able to support your family, um, take Islamic studies seriously. Now, when I say that, I mean that in the past four years, you don't just stop learning. You do learn. It's just not as much as you would when you take it full-time. That's my opinion. Yeah, and you can make money doing anything, really. So learn how to make money online. And then once you have that figured out, then go more, you know, all in with the Islamic studies. Alhamdulillah. Three Muslims gave me so much input to improve Islamically. I had even a coaching session with Anhel. It was amazing. And Mela accepted from us. Well, yeah, Kanan Hill's coaching, man. It's, it's definitely on top tier. Alhamdulillah. Sister Samira, what about making New Year's resolution? Um, you can so make that now. You don't You don't need the New Year to make that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't true. know, to be honest. Um, I don't want to say it's imitating the Kofar, but if New Year's is... Uh, uh, and I guess un-Islamic or majority non-Muslim celebration uh, like the community like uh, Rami was saying then you taking part in those things would kind of be like the equivalent of making a wish and blowing a candle on a cake on a birthday but Allahu Alam yeah Allahu Alam if you want to do something in life and improve do it don't wait for the freaking stupid New Year's to come for to say that I'm gonna just bro just do it 
the whole point of striving for you know perfection and being the best is that you just do it when it arises you don't wait to a day or time you yeah. don't put it off there's mm -hmm. no there's really no point to wait till the new year like mm -hmm. if you really think about it like a new year's resolution new year's celebration uh staying up till midnight and then once the clock hits this is all kufar yeah yeah it really is like and i'm not saying i'm not the one giving a fatwa i'm not giving a ruling because i'm ignorant in this matter but it's just common sense like if you want to change your life you do it right now you don't wait until uh X amount of time or, or X day or X month or X year or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And bro, can you imagine like there's something about your spouse that you don't like and you tell them to fix it and they're like, okay, yeah, once the New Year comes, I'll make a resolution and be better next year. Can you imagine that, bro? <laughs> I don't I don't want to call the shit card, bro, but it, it kind of <laughs> is you relying on a specific day more than Allah or thinking that the timing matters that much. You know, I'm not saying it's shit, but it's it's yeah, shit key for sure. See you know? that. Silver, fire, do you want to go to the gym today? Habibi, I'm done, bro. But all the gyms near me are closed, including the MMA gym. Damn. Kings Entertainment, I don't know. How many wives do you desire? I only desire what Allah wills for me. Hmm. MashaAllah. Alhamdulillah. Fayad. Bro, motivation to stay consistent when the gyms are closed. Uh, get a pull-up bar. Get some resistant bands. Maybe a dumbbell or two. That's it, bro. Just movement, bro. Doing something every day is better than doing nothing. Yeah, calisthenics. Alhamdulillah. You want to take your fitness to the next level? You go to fightfit.com or onhill with two A's.com. You already know. Small advice for new Muslims. I don't really see the advice, but alhamdulillah, may Allah bless you. I think, he, I think he put it after. Yeah, I can't see it, bro. I'm like scrolling there. Okay, question. Why can't people already marry someone they want to be with? Um, why? What do you mean? There's no ruling against marrying someone you want to be with. Maybe, maybe it's more like an emotional all-cap statement, like they want to marry, but they're unable to. Oh, um, I see. When we all know that. All of that is the decree is in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Yeah. Allah, this is the thing. Marriage is supposed to be made easy. Allah, marriage is supposed to be one of the easiest things. You like someone, they like you, go to the father, families talk. Okay, you get uh, the daughter's hand in marriage, do the nikah, do a walima, khalas, done. This could happen in the span of a week. It could happen in the span of a year, however long uh, you want to take. But even the Prophet said, don't prolong it unnecessarily. It's supposed to be something easy and process and himself said that the best nikah the best marriage is the one that is simple but unfortunately you have many people nowadays and many cultures nowadays that make it very impossible to get married notice i said impossible not difficult because for some people at the age of like maybe 18 it's basically impossible for them to get married unless they're very fortunate mashallah and allah subhanahu wa just wills it for them but you have people that are like you know you need a fifty thousand dollar mahir you need a, a huge house and two cars and you need to be a doctor and a lawyer and an astronaut and you need a $200,000 uh, wedding in this big hall. You have to invite a thousand people that you only know maybe 2% uh, of them and all this stuff. Mm. That's why it's so hard nowadays, man. Alhamdulillah. I think he was, he, I think the, the brother was uh, trying to respond to someone in the comments. Mm. 
maybe. Yeah. But may may Allah accept. But that's yeah, actually a common question. And I mean, bro, like a lot of people wonder, I want to get married to this person. Why doesn't it work out? You know, so yeah. it's not yeah. always going to work out. Yeah. You might like a thing which is bad for you. You might not like a thing which is good for you. Right. Okay, next question back from Silver. How to start eating more. So I want to break this down simply for you, bro. And to anyone watching that needs to eat more or be in a caloric surplus, which is mean, means you're eating more calories than you need to maintain weight. So you can put on some weight, whether that be just bulking up or just maybe doing a lean bulk and gaining just muscle. Um, don't think you got to eat more food, like volume of food necessarily. You got to eat more calories. And there's a thing of volume density. I don't want to spend too much time on this. Or sorry, calorie density. I want to keep it simple. But basically, if you have, I'm going to ask both of you a question. I'll ask Rami, bro. Rami, if you have a plate of lettuce or let's say vegetables or a plate of like chocolate, which one has more calories? Chocolate. Of course. But which one has more volume? Wait for a second. Yeah, which one has more volume? It's both more the same. Volume. They both have they both plate. Right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so in your space in your plate, in your stomach, they occupy the same space. Do you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it'll fill you up the same. I know over time you'll get hungrier faster, but my point is it's easier to eat um both of them, right? They both take the same calories or, or sorry, same uh, volume. But when you look at the chocolate, you're getting hundreds of more calories compared to the the vegetables. So my point is, you got to eat smart, you got to eat calorie dense foods, foods that are high in fat, and you know, could necessarily be good fats, could be healthy food too. Um, but foods that are calorie dense, they'll take the same space as something that's not calorie dense, um, or sorry, they'll take the same volume, but they'll give you way more calories. So there's there's ways to sneak in calories. So for example, if you're making a sandwich, mayonnaise or butter, they both have like 100 calories per spoon. So if you want to take your bread and you want to put some, you know, mayo on it or put some butter on it, you're getting 100 calories each serving. You do that two toasts, three toasts, you're getting 300 calories. You're doing a salad. You want to drizzle some extra virgin olive oil on top, maybe like a spoon. You get an extra 100 calories. It's the same volume of food. That's what I'm trying to train you guys to understand, but you're getting way more calories. And you, gotta, you really got to ask yourself the question, why are you going to eat more? You know, like, yeah, you're going to bulk, but what's the intention behind it? Is it ego-driven? Is there, is there a way that you can make this where it's like, okay, something proper, you can do it for the sake of a lot, or is it just to fulfill yourself? Are you just trying to get more muscle to, you know, okay, satisfy your ego, stroke your ego? You really got to ask yourself this because I see too many people go down this road, and, you know, I was one of them, so I can directly speak on this. And I believe... Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's it's actually not a good thing um, mm. in Islam spiritually to overeat. Mm. You know, when you overeat, it's it's kind of like uh, it's like a sin, isn't it? Mm -hmm. he, yeah, the Prophet said one of the worst vessels to fill is the stomach. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I if you so. are going to be doing this whole thing of eating more and you have a proper intention. Understand you don't need to eat that much more. You just got to find how much calories is like your maintenance with the amount of activity that you're doing. And then you add like maybe 100 to 200 calories extra, which mm -hmm. is not much at all. And if you do the uh, low volume, but very nutrient dense foods, like what Fire was talking about, mm -hmm. you can technically eat more, but still not overfill your, uh, your stomach. Yeah, that's that's what I was getting to. You can eat less but get more calories. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. on hard he knows. 
Alhamdulillah, brother Anon writes, stop with the last of 2021 and the three the New Year's resolutions news. I don't know where we wrote that, bro. I wrote down last Q&A of 2021, right? 2021 is the Gregorian calendar year that we're currently in. And this is the last video that we'll make. I don't know what's so like simple, bro. <laughs> All right, next. Really? next question for Are you Anon, talking to us, though? I'm pretty sure, bro. If if they were. All right. <laughs> Five. If they weren't, Habibi, I love you, bro. <laughs> All right. I don't know. What do you think, bro? Uh, inshallah. Inshallah. I know the brother personally, but um, these guys don't stuff going on right now. So, yeah. inshallah, we can get them on here. Mm-hmm. Inshallah. Just pass. I think he was talking about. Yeah. How long do you think it would take for the world to turn cashless and move online? My guess is 2030 because of Rona. That's that's tough, bro. You got a super chat. I, don't know. I really don't know, bro. Alhamdulillah. for the supporting the channel. Why the prayer at home? Because fear of the pandemic. Knock, um, or... Knock 22. What? Where is that from? I think it's Nor- Norwegian Krona, if I'm correct. Mashallah. That could be wrong. Yeah, so um, praying Friday Juma at home, I don't believe is allowed in any madhab in Islam. Specifically in the fiqh of Imam Shafi, uh, the madhab of, of Imam Shafi, it says that there are basically three conditions for a Jum'ah to be a Jum'ah. Uh, one is that it needs to be, I think, more than three people, a group of people. Uh, two, it has to be in a place that's like a huge place of congregation that everyone knows that this is the place. And um, the third one, I can't remember the third one exactly, but my point is that that rule that it has to be a, a well-known place that's out of public and like everyone can attend it there as a group, uh, that doesn't happen in your house unless you make your house that place. Um, so it's completely haram as far as I know, uh, and it would not be accepted. Um, it's, even if you like put on like a live stream broadcast of someone praying Jum'ah and giving a khutbah and all of that stuff, I don't think it'd be accepted as far as I know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah. Jazakallah khair for the question once again. Very good question. A lot of people might benefit, inshallah. inshallah. Brother non writes, they're not scholars. Yeah, bro. Um not pretty obvious bro that we're not scholars you don't see yeah. Sheikh Rami or Sheikh Wahid or Ustad Anha or anything like that Alhamdulillah Sheikh, Sheikh. this is real Alhamdulillah may Allah keep us that way Salam to my brothers Walaikum Salam wa I got a splinter on my finger yo. ah that's tough oh no man Habib May Allah bless you. Okay, alhamdulillah. Allah sends a one pound super chat. Are you from London? With the one pound. Jazakallah. I wish they gave a little message with it too. Or a question or something. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. All right, question from Sahana. Let's go with it. How to start planning for Ramadan in advance. What? I, I didn't think you don't plan for Ramadan, do you? 
maybe mentally or spiritually? Oh, I guess, I guess it'd be nice to, uh, you know, start like detoxing from food, you know, maybe doing some like fasting periodically and kind of disconnecting from electronics slowly so that once Ramadan comes, it's like, you know, you, you're in it, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got a question from Sister Samira. I know you guys are brothers. What tips and advice do you guys have for a sister who wants to lose more weight and decides healthy or prettier naturally? Um, I'll say two things real quick to keep it just simple and broad. Um, and I'll let Anhal and Rami elaborate on that if they do wish to. But number one, you got to go on a caloric deficit, right? Which means you must be burning more calories than you're consuming. So you could do this through moving a little more. So doing a little more physical activity. Or you could do it through number two, which is eating a little less. I recommend combining it so you don't have to work out too much more and you don't have to eat less too much. So it's kind of like you eat a little less and you work out a little more. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree, actually. I would say that it's, it really just boils down to calories in, calories out. Mm-hmm. You know? And if you, if you pay attention to the foods you eat, and instead of trying to like cut everything out, you just eat more of the foods that are filling, that are more voluminous. And then you can add in like a few of the foods that you really enjoy. This will make it very easy for you to have a calorie deficit, but still be enjoying yourself at the same time. Mm-hmm. Brother Muhammad writes, Muslims are reinvesting Bitcoin. So um, first thing I want to say is you need to do your research and consult a scholar and come to your own conclusion uh, after proper consultation with scholars and shiuk and all that, if it's permissible, okay? We follow the, <clears throat> the idea that cryptocurrency is permissible. However, not all cryptocurrencies, not all coins. So I just want to make that clear. Um, also, when it comes to how do we invest, we made an episode with Sheikh Muawiyah Tucker. Um, you can write, the three Muslims Bitcoin on YouTube search bar. Find that episode. It's a good episode, mashallah. The brother is a, is a graduate from the Islamic University of Medina in finance, Islamic finance. And he's, he's big on Bitcoin. So there we talk about actual practical strategies on how to invest your money. So if you have this much money, should you invest it all at once? Should you dollar cost average, stuff like that? In terms of like how to practically put the money in, there's different apps. So Coinbase, Binance, crypto.com make sure whatever app you use it's it's regulated where you're at for example i know binance was set to close in a part of canada where we live but now they're they're not going to close right so and i think in the u.s binance is not there it's not operating so just be careful of that alhamdulillah i got this alhamdulillah bro alhamdulillah alaikum salam from england I think this is a good question for you. Well, as why Muslims so accepting of lukewarm Muslims, haven't we learned from our mistake from the mistake of Christians? It's a good question. Um, it's because this is something that is culturally being spread. That um, well, actually, basically, it starts at secularism. We live in secularist countries, which means that you divide church and state, which means that Islam is not the option. It's it's just another option. You can be Muslim, you can be Christian, you can be whatever. It's, it's whatever. 
and they skip over the ayah in the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the only deen with Allah is Islam and that he revealed Islam as a deen to triumph all over every other deen. Uh, these Muslims, lukewarm Muslims as you called them, they tend to just kind of skip over this verse, skim over it or you know, close their eyes when they're reading it, um, which is very oxymoronic. Uh, but in Islam, we are taught that Islam is the way, the only way. But the problem is living in the secular society, teaching that Islam is just another way, they've boiled it down to only the spiritual parts, which is basically what the Christians do, as you mentioned. You know, we just we just pray and we fast and we stick to ourselves. We read our Quran in our the corner of our home and, and khalas, that's it. That's not what Islam is. Islam is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. He made us a middle nation. That's what the ummah is supposed to be, a middle nation. So we do have the spirituality and all of that. But we also have the physical actions, the learning, the knowledge, the teaching uh, in the da'wah. And we're taught to teach even if it's just one verse. But unfortunately, mm. this is not something the scholars are teaching the Muslims. And honestly, it's a, it's a huge failure, I would say, on a lot of the speakers and a lot of the scholars that they don't propagate the proper understanding of Islam, that it's not just spiritual. Alhamdulillah. And being lukewarm, bro. bro, being lukewarm is a result of an individual. It's not a mm. result of a religion. Because in Christianity, in the Bible, it says to not be lukewarm. It says you're either hot or cold, and if you're lukewarm, I'm going to spit you out. Oh, wow. We got six minutes left or five minutes left. So, guys, if you have any questions, because we got two questions now for Anha. Uh, Anha has to cut in five minutes. So, do send a super chat if you really want your important questions answered. But, Anha, for the sake of time, let's be quick with it. First question uh, Any experience with brothers and sisters dealing with depression? Have you experienced something similar? There's a dean. Further away you get from Allah, the more you're going to be depressed. Just think about this, all right? Depression, anxiety, anger, frustration, all this stuff. It, it stems from you trying to be in control. You trying to play God, essentially. Like, if you get angry because something happened, you're getting angry because it didn't go the way you planned or the way you were expecting it to. But if you were, if you accepted it and you said, you know, as a cult of Allah, Allah's going to do however he's going to do. If, if it happens, then it's not the way that you want it to happen. Well... It's the color of Allah. You accept it for what it is. Mm -hmm. So if you're depressed, you are essentially, you know, like they say, you're living in the past, but you're depressed because something didn't go exactly how you wanted it to. Or right now in the present day is not exactly how you want it to be. Or maybe something that's going to happen might not be exactly how you want it to be. You mm -hmm. know, and, and when it comes to like depression to where there has no real reason, you just out of nowhere depressed? Oh, that's different. That's like that's like a hormonal type thing. Uh, maybe nutrient deficiency or sleep sleep issues, stuff like that, you know? I agree. Big shout out to Aloha for becoming a member. Welcome to the family. Alhamdulillah. Next question for Anna from Sister Samira. Uh, by the way, this is going to depend on if Anna wants to answer this or not, right? Um, the question is for Anna, was it hard to give up on things like, okay, those two, I don't know if... Uh, if he even wants to talk about it, if he even has any experience, or if he should. I gave so that up before I became Muslim. Hmm. But I think it's going to vary between person to person. Was it hard, bro? A revert, revert to a revert. Um, nah, for me, I, I was already, like, weaning away from that stuff. Like, I'd say more than a year before becoming a Muslim. Like, yeah, I did it randomly, blue moons, if I was with friends. But even then, like, after I would do it, I'd be like, yeah... I regret doing that. So it was like, it was always something that I was like, you know, kicking out. Hmm. 
Al-Fajr, is a haram to hit the face during war or for self-defense? We're not scholars, so there's not a fatwa, but my understanding is when it's life and death, like when you're protecting your family, when, you know, it, it gave push comes to shove, nothing is off the table. Yeah. yeah. Striking your brother's face, like for no reason, when, you know, that's that's not it. We're not allowed yeah. to do that. Yeah, one thing I want to add is if it's war, like let's say like you, I mean, I'm not going to use any violence, but if it's war, you're not allowed to like, like kind of ruin the face of like the, the dead, basically. Like if they're already dead and you're angry, you can't like take it out on their dead face, basically. Mm-hmm. But, and you yeah. know, Allahu Alam, mm-hmm. maybe in war, you can, you can strike the face. Maybe in a fight, you can strike the face, but not even trying to be idealistic here, just being realistic. All right, if you could do so without striking the face, not only does that show that your skill level is way, way higher than the person that you are engaging with, but it also shows like you're taking what the Prophet Sallallahu said very seriously. And again, that's your intention. Allah knows your intention better than anyone. So just something to throw in there. All right, thoughts on women training with men in BJJ? They um, better be your husband. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that. I was gonna say honestly, even though training is very, very important, and my my teacher even says it's fard al kifaya, meaning it's actually obligatory on the whole community because we all need to know how to defend ourselves as Muslims. That's his opinion, may Allah bless him. And uh, honestly, I'm I'm not required, but I'm leaning towards that opinion as well because it is very important. Although it's important, um, that doesn't mean that you justify this uh, sin with that so we have maqasid um, sharia we have objectives of the sharia things that sharia came to um, protect which one is our honor our dignity our protection our safety all that but you cannot use the maqasid the objectives of the sharia as something we call an illa as a basis of basically deriving a ruling you can't say since islam teaches us to defend ourselves it's now halal to learn to train and or to, to learn to fight by training with men. You can't mm-hmm. do that because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it very clear that any contact with the not with the opposite gender who's non-mahram is 100% haram regardless of the circumstance. Now, if this was an absolute necessity, maybe that would be different. Allahu alam. But you can train with your mahram men, which they should be learning how to fight 100%. Um, or if they're not willing to, then there are sisters as well that can train you, inshallah. Alhamdulillah. All right. So we're, we're basically at the time, so just rapid fire answer this. One quick thing that y'all learned this year. Uh, I learned or re reaffirmed my my belief that one year is all it takes to change your life, bro. What about you two? Inshallah. I learned, honestly, I learned a lot. Alhamdulillah. Uh, I can't really boil it down to one. Just uh, salam, wallah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Alhamdulillah for Islam. Yeah, I learned a lot. I can't really, I can't really boil it down. Alhamdulillah. That's Kevin from Ireland. We did an episode with him. Allah. Uh, live shahada. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. Assalamu alaikum. As a new reaver, bro, could you address Hamza's question? Baby steps, boy. Baby steps. Take it little by little. Just learn at your own pace. Um, but do learn. Don't prolong it for no reason. 
Alhamdulillah. Asha was hard to upload consistently. Nah, bro, we're a team. So every horses, you know, everything's easy uh, together. And Alhamdulillah, one year is done. And we did it. And we're going to keep going, inshallah. I think she's saying that she's training with her husband. MashaAllah. That's amazing. May Allah bless Alhamdulillah. So we got one member question from today's new member. Aloha. Okay. Have you seen Kalman's channel by Brother Shaheed where I made a video pushing back on his comment? Yeah, so, you know, I'm not going to address that. Brother Gabriel commented on that, uh, on the video on behalf of all of us. It was a very good comment. Um, he was talking about the academic dishonesty. So we see that a lot of channels, they take snippets of what we say and they take it out of context. So they take like five seconds of something from an hour-long lecture and they formulate their own opinions. Um, I'm not going to speak on that, but what I do know is in that video, we were talking about uh, value of men and women when it comes to marriage, not in the eyes of Allah. And <clears throat> it's something that's very easily taken out of context. Alhamdulillah. Inshallah, we all meet in person. I met Fayed in person. I haven't read Rami yet. I'm still trying to meet him so I can dunk on him and break his ankles. <laughs> Inshallah, we'll see. We'll see. Inshallah. What, what was that thing that she has? Or he? Zajwa? What is that? Zoja, I think it's like partner. Like what, what oh. Eve was to Adam. I think. Inshallah. Inshallah. TikTok is going good. I think we have a TikTok, Alhamdulillah, from, that we posted this week. Uh, we have a sister helping us with that channel. And that's our most viewed video, which is crazy. So if you guys aren't on, uh, on our TikTok, follow us at The Three Muslims. Okay. Hana writes, I had to stop Muay Thai training before I became Muslim. I've been wondering if you guys knew any women instructor who teach to women online. I'm sure there's tons on Fiverr. The thing is, tough. online training is never going to be the same as in-person training. So I would highly suggest looking for a female trainer of Muay Thai in your area. And if that's not possible, um, I, I forgot to say this before, but a woman can spar with her brother. Like, not like brother in faith, but like her, her blood brother, correct? Not sure. Like, like train with them? Like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu with her blood brother. Uh, yeah, as far as I know, I don't, I don't think it's a problem. I'm not a scholar, yeah. but as far as I know. Brother yeah, so I, I would recommend that. Oh, I'm not sure if he did, but maybe that might give you a better answer. But what's mm, the one I know is yeah. true, bro. Online's not it, bro. Yeah, it's not. Tips on time management. Figure out what you need to do. Figure out a routine for yourself that can accommodate these things that you need to do. And then just stick to that routine. And as simple as that. Then you don't have to be trying to time manage every little thing every single day. It just kind of, it's already worked out in advance. Mm -hmm. Find the episode we made on productivity. I think Anna has to go right now. Right? It's 105. I'm the love, bro. It is. Mashallah. Juma time, y'all. Mashallah. <laughs> Mashallah. Assalamu alaikum. 
warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Wa alaikum salam My beautiful my beautiful brothers in Islam. Hey. And my beautiful sisters as well. <laughs> I think I think me and Rami won't stick around too much longer either. Um no, what I will no, say is there's a there's a video where we wrote uh where we talked about productivity. So search up the three Muslims productivity. If I remember correctly, it's episode 28, but it might not be, it might not even be close, but it's probably somewhere around that. Um, and we, t- we, we went in, bro. There's gems and a lot of wisdom on actual practical things you can do um, that we talked about, inshallah. Can you have a pit bull dog? Dogs are permissible if they're for the sake of um, protection. And I know there's there's you know specific rulings on that too. There's nuances. I believe keeping just pets like dogs in the house just because you want a pet, I don't that's I don't think that's permissible in Islam whatsoever because the saliva is impure. Um, adhering to the sunnah diet. I didn't know there was such thing as a sunnah diet, to be honest. Um, I believe the sunnah diet, like, uh, just following the, the etiquettes of eating from the Prophet So, you know, you know, not eating as much, not filling your stomach as much. That's like the first priority. If you can't do that, then follow the, you know, one third food, one third water, one third air. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you can't, kind of fill yourself three times in the day then eat half of what you would in one meal six times you know what i mean that way technically you're not full at any point hmm. alhamdulillah brother zaid how should i convince my parents to get a cat i'm bro i'm gonna tell you the exact same thing that happened to me and my mom and dad may allah bless them i love them for the sake of allah and they watch our podcast too so mom and dad if you're watching this you know this is true i wanted to get a cat all my life my parents said no um, not because it's haram or anything, just, you know, there's fur, which is very annoying. So their reasons were very justified and they were against that. So, bro, when I moved out, first thing I did was get a cat. Believe that. If if you didn't get that, so my advice is, bro, just get your own spot. You shouldn't have to convince your parents to get a cat. You can, if it doesn't work, it's still their place. So you got to respect that, you know. He uh, he no, had no. to make it a super chat, bro. I don't know where they're at, to be honest. But I have um, I only I only have these ones. Unfortunately, I don't have my uh, my shades on me. So you get like not the cool Rami, but like the nerdy looking Rami. I hope this <laughs> makes up for it. If not, I'll send you a picture, bro. <laughs> but um, where is Jorge Masvidal? Oh man, he's at Juma. We're gonna go to Juma soon, inshallah. <laughs> inshallah. Uh, it's not haram to trim your beard um actually what we will say and rami sent me a beautiful video bro for that video it's from sheikh Uthman ibn farooq on the rulings and etiquettes of trimming the beard highly recommend all of the brothers watch that video it'll be very beneficial inshallah 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 um there is a video asking about rationality a video uh, did I say video? I'm in a comment. Sorry. Asking about rationality? Yeah, I think it's... it's yeah, let me see. This one. Just commented again, actually. Oh, let me see. It just mm, seems interesting. There. 
Yeah, bismillah. So how is it that we use rationality to prove Islam but can't use rationality to criticize some aspects of it? What If there is any part of Islam that is irrational, then it can be rationally critiqued 100%. But there is no part of Islam that is, that's irrational. Because what is, what is rationality? Rationality is looking at the world and basically understanding facts about it uh, and, the, and basically knowing that it works in a cohesive manner. You, rationality is essentially you look at the world and you have premises that um, you know are true. So something, an example of something that's irrational is um, something that's irrational would be like uh, I have parts, a car has parts, therefore like I'm, a, I'm basically like a car. In one way, yeah, but it's irrational to say something like that. That's what rationality is. So since Islam is perfectly uh, sound in terms of the fitrah in the mind and the reality of the world, there's nothing you can look and say that's irrational. People will make moral arguments like, oh, you, why do you guys have like stoning and, and, and uh, chopping hands and all this stuff? Um, mm. And that's a moral argument. It's subjective. It's not irrational in, in any way, to be completely honest. So I hope that answers it, inshallah. <laughs> Yo, so I think... I'm just texting my boy who's going to pick me up for Jummah. Uh, because it's been about a year, right? And this is the last podcast of 2021. Do you think we should, bro? Rami, me and you. I would have to run upstairs and get get him, but I can. Let's do it, bro. I'll do it if you do it. All right, Bismillah. I'll be back. All right, guys. Stay tuned for the cattles coming up. He's a, he's a little cuckoo right now. He's a little crazy right now. He's nervous. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay, baby. Oh, okay. He ran. He's gone. I have fur all over me. <laughs> She's so cute. I cannot. I think you're muted. I can't hear you. I can bring the other one. She's meowing at the door right now. Yeah, I'm gonna grab her.
princess. Yours is so calm. Both of my cats are like frantic and, and panicking. <laughs> princess, look. Oh my god. Oh. Princess, it's okay, princess. I'm gonna try and turn. Oh, there she is. Hi, princess. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay, baby. There she is. All right. We have to go to a, or at least I have to go to Jumra. Yeah. All right, guys. Put this cat down. <laughs> All right, that's enough. That's enough cats. Uh, so, Rami, do you want to tell people what your cat's named? Uh, the one you just saw, the little fluffy one, her name is Princess. And the one before her is Moko. Moko. Mashallah. Yeah. I love those names. Uh, you want to tell them my cat's name, bro? <laughs> His cat's name is Zara. Zara with a Z. Mashallah. <laughs> Cashew. <laughs> male or female? Uh, Zara is a female. Princess is female. Moko is a male. <clears throat> Okay, Taib, I really have to go. Yeah, same here. All right, guys. Until next week. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.